Okay, so I say, I come in and I say I draw my sword. That's not a. There's no rule associated with that. No, that's role that. playing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because it's kind of interesting when you think, like, from a game balance perspective, it doesn't really matter if you have your sword out or your sword's in your hand. Like, it's just, you're going to attack with your sword. When we do, like, the, yeah. the map on the game, we don't account for that. Yeah, so can, can I, so does that mean that I can draw and sheathe my sword an unlimited number of times per round? Mm. That's up to the DM. <laughs> so, yeah. You're just in the corner. Well, because that's... <laughs> oh, and you're going to go blind. All right. I'm sorry. I just I know that question is coming up. I get it. No, but that, but that's one of the things. Right? And this is where I mean RPG RPG design is so interesting, right? Because you get these things where if you try to make a rule, if you try to make a rule of something, someone's going to figure out a way that where it doesn't make sense. And if you don't exactly. make a rule, then well, but right. at least you can say, look, it's it's up to the DM's common sense, right? It's kind of leading a little bit more on the DM to say you're kind of well, yeah. I mean, well, imagine said, a situation like this. So <sighs> imagine that like like pull starting a lawnmower or something like that. Like you pull it. It's just that would be in this. It would be a no. It would not be an action. But imagine if I had some kind of a device that generated a small amount of magical charge per minor interaction. So now I can do that an unlimited number of times on this magical device. Each time I stroke it, each individual stroke doesn't count in the system. What are you talking about? No, no, no. I can unleash. Untold magical power each turn because charging and arming the device does not is not accounted for well, in the, the rules. DM as a should, result, the yeah. DM should never have given you that device. But no, this is a better example. You have an archer, and the archer's like, "Oh, I just shot that fucking goblin. Bam, he's dead. I'm going to shoot another goblin." And as a DM, I'm like, "Whoa, you hey, need hey, to notch hey. an arrow, buddy. Where'd you get that arrow from? Where that? You know, you need to take some time to notch that, like." Right? With that, I could, as a DM, I could be like, your action isn't to shoot another arrow. Your action is to draw and notch another arrow. Well, it depends. Yeah, it, well, it depends on how you're looking at it as the DM, right? So, like, if the player's action was just to, to shoot a goblin, that's his action he's done. You assume everything else that goes along with it is just he just does that as part of trying to shoot the goblin. Because he's rad at shooting arrows. Yeah, exactly. It's his job. Yeah, and okay. unless he had a special ability that said I can shoot twice, he's used his action. Okay. Now, as a DM, it's kind of back to the lawnmower example. Like, so yeah, most of the time, if you, if you want to, like, I want to go use the lawnmower as my action, right? You just you start it up and start pushing it, right? But the DM might, if the DM decides, or there's something hard in adventure, says, "Oh no, you got to pull it, and nothing happens." And now it becomes yeah, more dramatically appropriate. So he says, "No, now to figure out how to fix the lawnmower, right?" Or it's like you know, a classic car movie thing. You get behind the wheels of a car and you go to start it. Most of the time, you don't even consider it, right? If you're watching like Sleepless in Seattle and the guy gets in his car, he just drives away, right? Yeah. But if he's getting chased by Jason Voorhees <laughs> and the car doesn't work, now his action is shit. I got to get in my car, right? Or I got to okay. go run off or try to fix the car. So a lot of it's kind of giving that dramatic tool to the DM to say like, maybe the archer goes to grab an arrow out, and that's what, like whatever. This sure. Weird's going on. So the idea of an action is much more ambiguous now. That's like, right. It's yeah. much broader. Yeah. Yeah. And it incorporates what we would consider like the the preparate preparatory exactly aspects of it. Yeah. It kind of gobbles up some of the things before and action after. and move, and it can be in any order. Yeah. Exactly. And you okay. can you can actually you can that break is up, very interesting. You can break up your move with your action. So if you could say if your speed was thirty feet, you can move fifteen feet, fire an arrow, and then move fifteen more feet. So you could sort of dodge around corners, the um, thing hmm. like that. Okay. So it, so it's just you have a little more flexibility now. In most cases, as a player. Like, if you want to cast a spell, that's an action, and the spell just tells you what happens. Right? So those aspects are baked into the, the abilities exactly. themselves. Yeah, exactly. So if you have a special ability or something, it'll just say, as an action, do X, Y, and Z. Okay. So, there yeah. we go. Okay. So you've all, you've essentially, on a power-by-power power basis, you can alter yeah. the economic valuation of the ability. Exactly. And that goes kind of back to the cleric. So instead of saying, hey, everyone has a minor action and clerics use it to heal. That's right. What happens is, like, the fighter doesn't really use his minor for, unless it's, like, drawing a sword or something like that. But you could argue... Oh, I see. You know, if the fighter wants to attack with a sword and then drop his sword and pull out a mace or something like that, or, if, you know, fire an arrow, then pull out a sword when the orc gets close. Like, sure, that's fine. We don't really 
we don't need the minor action hanging over everyone's head we to describe that. But what, but what what they might have what they might have done is used a minor action instead to mark targets and things like that. So we'll we'll, we'll get to that when we get over to Vinwin. Exactly. Yeah. But you're saying on mine, healing word is an ability that in the new paradigm would allow me to use an action to hit and cast a spell as a exactly. part of that. And that would that be in in this paradigm would that be considered a daily yeah, so this one would this the version I read to you now is a spell. So you prepare it. So basically, it's a daily power. Oh, I see. I and see then, it. and then within <clears throat> your channel divinity, you can use that a number of times a day based on your level. So when you start at lower level, I think you can use it once per day, and then it goes up. Now the important thing about healing too, yeah, because so you can use it once per day with first level. Right. Uh, one of the key things for healing too is the um, second wind is no longer for use during combat. Ha! But when you take a short rest, you have hit dice. Basically, it's a pool of dice you can roll. Per level? Yeah, exactly. To, to heal your character. So so what will happen, what I've noticed in playtesting is, like, so I'm playing a fighter right now. Uh, if I get beaten up by whatever, I, I charged a bunch of skeletons, got, I was down to five hit points, but the cleric doesn't need to wear what healing me during the fight. If we know I'm safe during the fight, wait, I can just hang back or, yeah. or just use a bow. And then when we rest, I can spend my hit dice to heal up without having to use a spell. So oh, okay, a so it can happen in a fight. Yeah. But player characters still have a, a reservoir of hit points exactly. that they can boost back up. But the, but those dice are based on um, is it based is it per class? Uh, it's based on class. You get one per level, and then you you add your con bonus to it when, when you. I see. So warriors are still rolling d10s or twelves to a, a wizard's lower dice. Exactly. Yeah. So the idea is really for a cleric healing is really for use in combat. It's kind of rare that you use a spell all time. <clears throat> well, again, so there, you used the word iconic before, and I suspect that that wasn't on accident. I mean, I, I, so is, are you, there's a distillation process here oh, yeah. that has to do with what a class is capable of, like in terms of play style. You're trying to get those differentiations back, because that, that went away, especially as you climb in levels. Those differentiations oh, yeah. were obliterated. Looking yeah. at level a level 20 rogue, you know, he was... A wizard. Yeah. <laughs> he was a he was a wizard with knives. Yeah, no, th- th- that is a big part of the game is making the classes feel really vivid. So right now, because you can't help. I mean, this is this is one of the things, right? I mean, obviously, by the time you're twentieth level, that there's something else holding that party together th- than mechanics. If you've played to twentieth level, it's you're not just playing it for the system anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and that's a good thing because it starts to the wheels start to wobble. It's like it's like that sixty mile an hour out on the highway. Like you can feel some tension in the axle, right? And I think that to a certain extent, you want to be well. You know, I, I can't say this is this isn't a generality. I'd say this is what I want to do when I come to the table. And it's, it's you know it's obvious. Like I knew that this party. Like when we first started making characters, I knew that this party needed a, a cleric. I made a cleric with, and it was, there was no hesitation. Like, what I want to do is I want to be useful to the party. Yep. But I think, as a general thing, people want to be useful to the party in their own way. And I think that that is something that got stolen to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, I think when you do something, you want people to go, oh, geez, thank God we brought, we brought the thank, rogue. Exactly. Yeah. You know? exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that has been a huge <clears throat> part of class design, is building those things into the classes where each class can do something that no other class can do, and they do it in a way that, like, what you just said is exactly what you want, where the other players at the table, I wish that ability is cool, or I wish I had that. Right, right, right. Or I don't have it, but I'm glad that we have it at the table. Exactly. Right. And I think that's where, like, when you say, like, the spell design we just talked about, is about rolling the core system back. It's a little bit simpler. It's a little more streamlined. So the classes could be a little meatier. Exactly. 
So you, you call some of that uniformity yeah. as it goes up. Yeah, because I think that's one of the things that people like about role-playing games is the, fe- the feeling that their character is really unique. The role. Class. I mean, yeah, it, again, exactly. it keeps coming back to the first word, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you know, in, in next, you're going to be the bash people and, and, uh, and heal. or And that's one of the things we added, too, was um, so clerics get minor spells. So basically, you're at will abilities. Okay, so so but but not to be confused with the minor action. Exactly. You're saying I have minor I have minor spells that can be used in the same way that we think of as at will abilities. Exactly. Give me an yep. example of it sure. of, of what we would call a minor spell. Actually, so this is something I can bring to the table in every fight. Yep. If I if I need to. So here, let me grab one of my files here, and I think it should be in the spell. I know there is one. For instance, we have the, the sun domain, and the sun cleric can blast people with. Radiant. Uh, okay, so you said so the laser cleric yeah. stuff. There. Yes, exactly. You can still play a laser cleric. The uh, and this is kind of ties into the domains. So if you take the sun domain, you get an at will. Lets you just you know blast every round. If you're a war domain, that's more of a melee guy. Yeah. Um, you're at will. It's not really. It's it's more u- utility than combat focus because the idea is if you're a warrior cleric, you've got a two well. You're yeah yeah. You're not in the front. Yeah. I mean, you're there to support. Yeah, exactly. So it just depends on what kind of cleric you want to play. The domain plays a much bigger role in determining what your your, your character looks like. You can almost think of domain as being the equivalent of build in, in fourth. Yeah. So the um, so give me an example like of this of this this war domain cleric. Like, yeah. what am I kicking out to help my my people? So as a war cleric, so one of the things with the core cleric class is you um, the cleric doesn't start with any armor or weapons. It's by your domain. So the war cleric is wearing. Uh, oh, I so they're all different. Yeah, exactly. Huh. So if you're playing, if you're if you're a war cleric, you're wearing uh, heavy armor, which gives you really good AC. You're wielding uh, martial weapons, so like basically like you're Absolutely. a fighter. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. This is a trained like a warrior. Yeah, exactly. But instead, obviously, instead of getting the fighter's expertise dice, and we'll get to those when we talk about the fighter, you're you're getting your spells to compensate. But compared to other clerics, you're gonna have a much higher AC, and you're gonna have a much better uh, attacks and melee. So the um, and let's see, I'm actually reading the fill out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the other thing you get too is um, so the way cleric spells work, you have your spell slots you can expend to cast your spells. So back just so that that's from way back, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's from like third. It's a little bit like the third third edition sorcerer. So there you have your go. spell slots, then you have your spell list. So as a war cleric, you get spells like Crusader Strike or Battle Song. You always have those prepared. So you don't have to go through the spell list and specifically prepare those spells. But I do have spells that I can specifically prepare. Exactly. Yep. And those are your other things like Cure Light Wounds or um, Not Grease. That's a wizard spell. Yeah. The, um, actually, I can kind of scroll it up. We don't have too many. We have like a, about 10 spells, but things like uh, Bless. Uh, the classics. So the, exactly. but, but those would be prepared. Those would not be considered at wills. Exactly. Yep. So, yeah, the idea is that in play, you feel really different. Um, Even if you could make a party of clerics and they would. Yeah, that's one of the things we wanted to do. Huh. Is, so if you're playing a cleric of shadows, you feel a little more like a thief. I mean, you're, you're not you're not a rogue, but you feel a little bit more like one. Kind of like the battle cleric, you're wearing heavy armor. And yeah, I mean those those almost sound more like templates to me. In some ways, they are. They're kind of like the second edition. Um, if you played second edition with the spheres system, it had. Yeah. Where, yeah. When you built a cleric, you just had these giant list of spells, and you custom built every cleric. It's a lot more like that. I mean, it's not. It's custom because we will we'll build the domains for you. And our goal is for DMs in the, in the, the Dungeon Master's Guide. We gotcha. So these at wills, generally speaking, are not going to be like the at wills that we know that are basically sort of elaborate attacks that. I'm pulling off every round. It, so the, the key is uh, when you use the word elaborate, because what we want to make sure is that the at-wills are fairly straightforward. Yeah. Because so, we don't want to give you a lot, so, so it's easier to manage. You only have like a couple of them. Yeah. And they're usually, we want them to be very distinct, so it's pretty straightforward. You're not spending a lot of time looking at them and trying to figure out which one you want to use. You just think, oh, hey, I need to blast this guy for as much damage as possible. I use this one. Yeah. I need to help my friend. I use this one. So it's very distinct choices. So rather than having, say, two different attacks and maybe... One's against fort, one's against reflex. Not really. You kind of have to 
a couple rounds and you figure so out which one you should Attacks versus support and reflex, I assume those are gone. Yeah, it's all just um, it's, it's either a saving throw or an attack against AC. Okay. And that's to speed things up. So yeah, if you yeah. make an attack, it's just AC. Yeah, so. Does it, on the table, does it actually speed things up? Because it seemed to me like the attack versus sport was designed itself to speed things up in yeah. some ways. I guess, I guess only in cases of a save. Yeah, so one of the things we did, we make sure the saving throws exist only on daily powers and, and at will powers. At least right now, this is where I'd like to end up with. At will powers are attacks in summer class. So you're only wearing with saving throws when you're kind of kicking in a more powerful ability. And that's there we go. We don't mind if it takes a bit longer. I think people like it. If you throw a fireball, that it does take longer because that's kind of a cool And it moment. feels different. Exactly, right. On the table. Exactly. Like now, oh, now that saving throw is coming out, this is some real stuff. Yep, precisely. And so that's something where, and that's something you might see too, like in the um, the warlocks encounter powers, where okay, if you boost it to an encounter power level, now it's requiring a saving throw, things like that. An attack that might be like a firebolt, when you boost it, it's now a fire blast explodes. So everyone has to make a reflex save. So <laughs> is most of it going to, uh, in terms of some complexity, going to these domains, or is there a de- is there a deity aspect? Maybe that'll maybe that'll come in. Um, specific setting supplements, yeah, exactly. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you can imagine the player's handbook that'll just be domains, and then for the yeah, for a world book, if you they might say what book. domains a specific goddess is available yeah. for. I think what we do actually for the world books that, that we do, uh, we'll actually have domains for the gods. So it's not just like the the, the sun domain. If you're in Forgotten Realms, you'd be like, oh. okay, here, because then what we can do is we can go back to like the world lore and, and like that stuff and be very specific about. Like, I don't know if you guys want to use this, but I just created a design for Orcus, the evil mm-hmm. whale wizard. <laughs> he shoots acid out of his blowhole. Which I think is really dangerous. Could, yeah, especially. Um, and he has a skull. So a ranged attack. He has a skull on him. So something to consider. Something I, to, it's something to put in there. You know what? You bring that want. back with you. Okay, um, I, would, sure. I would workshop that, but um, I think it could be. Big. I would put copyright Gabriel. On oh yeah, yeah you want to make sure you grab that before we steal it. Copyright. So. There you go. Mike Krohulik. I got to put the legal name on there. Yeah, yeah. So that they can't take it. Okay. Two thousand. Well. 12. I am intrigued by some of those distinctions. And trademark on the acid. TM. That's gonna, those, those are going to be... Trademark, copyright. Those were interesting choices to me. Especially, uh, I especially like we had to segue into healing because that's more or less my job. But that sounds pretty dangerous. Like, especially compared to the way things are now. Like, it seems like combats are designed to be a little bit more yeah. to the wire. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a little... Well, it's kind of like a, what we want to do is, if you get into a fight, there's an after effect the rest of the, the, rest of the adventure <coughs> until you can camp for the night. And then, yeah, it's a little it's a little more deadlier. I mean, one of the things is, um, like we were talking about earlier, if if we err on making the, the combat deadlier, I think that actually will help us get the end of the day, the game. That more, you're looking for. Exactly. More balanced drug. Because you know players are always going to be clever. They're going to come up with ways to get combos and stuff. Absolutely. So we want to aim so it's a little bit deadlier. And then the DM can just decide... Like, one of the things we want to be able to say is in the DMG, like, if you keep kicking your players' asses and you don't mean to, here's some of the changes you can make to the system. Make it a lot right. more flexible, give DMs a lot more tools to, to mess around with things. I like the idea of it being more dangerous. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I'm totally ready for that. there being actual consequences. Yeah, well, here, let's talk, about, let's talk about consequences for Binwin Bronze Bottom. I want to know what these consequences are. Are you talking about expertise dice, or is that, yes. are we getting ahead of it there? No, this is this is actually the new big thing for fighters. So, see, what, so again, so for fighters, so this is another one yep. of these iconic things where you're trying to say, hey, this is something that these dudes get. And when you say fighters, I mean, can I derive from that that you still have a sort of, like, in the same way that you had power sources in four, are there going to be different types of fighters, the warrior being one of them? Yeah, I mean, sort of like, like you know what I mean, like paladins like, and rangers. Or no, like that, or? not not so much like that. Like in the same way that you had like a leader role, mm-hmm. and their role was to heal. 
but you had different power sources that allowed you to make different types of things. Because for me, one of the biggest, one of the just the coolest ideas in four, and I'll be sad to see it go. But I, I guess I, I have to see how you would try to implement it if you wanted it to come back. I loved the warlord. Yeah, I loved the idea that there was a martial leader who could do a healing, essentially heal, you know, in game terms. But it was actually a sort of a morale thing. Exactly. I loved the idea that there was another type of leader that was not, it, it wasn't about prayer, it was pure valor. Yeah, it, so when we talk about the warlock versus the wizard, I'd like to have, we haven't gotten to the, to the warlord yet, or even any of the other healers like the druid. Or but, but do you consider, in, your, in this new thing, I mean, do you consider the warlord, a, do you consider the warlord a core class? I would like to make it a class. Now, one of the questions we have is, like, if you think of yourself as being a leader, is it better to be, like, I'm a wizard and a leader, or am I a, a cleric and a war leader? I see. But but I think that one of the things, like, because at one point, the warlock looked like it was just going to end up being a specialty. And spe specialties are just kind of what we call themes. Um, mm -hmm. Specialties are what we used to call themes, and themes are basically represent feats you take. <laughs> but but one of the things we did was we kind of pushed no, the warlock. No, we didn't themes? Well, it's basically themes are still themes. We're just calling them something different, oh, so it's okay, just okay. easier for people to figure out like what they actually mean. Because okay. okay. themes meant something in previous systems. Themes were probably the thing I thought was the coolest. Yeah, and that's in, in four themes means something very very specific. In uh, in next, it's theme. It's it's a similar thing. A theme really in fourth is more like the union of your background and your specialty. That's probably a better way to think about it instead of just calling it theme because there were just parts of the theme from fourth that weren't in the theme. In, in next. Well, I mean, can we drill down and like see what omen? Yeah. 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 Do you want to do that? Yeah. So one of the things, so basically, so, so theme, uh, specialty, you know, specialty and background, they basically describe what your character is beyond your class. So to give you an example, um, you might have a background of a uh, soldier or bounty hunter or, um, you know, renegade wizard or something like that. Exactly. So basically, it's like what you did before your adventure. And you might, you might still be doing that because it might be a profession. You still do like, if you're a bounty hunter. So it's know, entrepreneur. Uh theme that you guys we could, we, could, we could build the entrepreneur theme because one of the things we do is so with themes basically we just give you examples um, and they're, they're like, yeah because they're pretty something. general right yeah exactly and then after that we can just we then give you rules for building your own so that goes for specialties and, and oh so, so so you feel like that's something people can cook in because oh, yeah. it's, it's just a, it's a handful of skills and, and like a minor bonus right yeah exactly it's, it's, it's a cool it's basically right at the crossroads of sort of flavor and function, right? Yep. It just hel it helps you kind of, it sort of helps push the character away from the dock, yep. right? So as an example, the noble theme gives you three lackeys who just follow you. Ah! They're just servants. They only okay. they yeah. can't really fight, but they can do stuff like carry your equipment around in the dungeon. You now, need that. Exactly. Now, the, tr the trouble is if like, you send them into traps and then get killed, it's kind of hard to hire new ones. So you kind of sure. have to, like, you don't want to just get them all killed. You've but never played an edition of D&D &D where... Hiring NPCs is super important. Have you? No, that we that wasn't really a thing in fourth. No, no, because first, first level characters in fourth are already ready to go. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 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 hook me up. I mean, what, what are we talking about here? I mean, you, you, you are familiar with Omen Drawn. Like, essentially, he runs a business. It's an adventuring business. But he was essentially an urban priest mm -hmm. that started a business. Basically, it's all it's all in line with his deity and everything. Yeah, but it, exactly. So, but he's a, he's essentially um, a business owner who is yeah. also a devout. So, I think I think uh, entrepreneur is a pretty good place to start because so right now we have a, like the skill list and stuff. We we don't have like a bajillion backgrounds. We have like tradesmen, but I think it's might be a little more fun to kind of walk through and think about what your character does. And then oh, it's a PDF. It's a PDF. So sorry, just one second. I need to 
shrink this file down. So backgrounds are the new themes. Exactly. So like we have like artisan and stuff that doesn't really fit. fit no, what talking about. But I don't I'm think so. About the hunter. Let's see if I got like businessman here, noble knight. And so the great thing is if we don't have these, then we can just pick out the skills and everything that fits in well. So so is, so is the background one of the main ways you get skills? Yeah, it is actually it is the way you get skills unless you're a rogue. If you're a rogue, you get more skills. But hmm. it, so basically, what we've done is we've taken the skills out of the character class. So everyone gets the same same number of skills, and you can pick whatever skills you want. So you get to kind of sculpt. But you get them from your, your these packages yeah. here. Exactly. Uh, so, so, in, in, so in total, is that actually less skills per character? Like, is it sort of thing um, where you need you need to you need to be able to rely on other people more? It's so the way. Or skills, what do you mean? Uh, so the way skills shake out is uh, they're more specializations. So the game is really driven by see. ability checks. So when we we figure out the DC tables and all that stuff. It's bit, we assume you're not trained in the skill at all. And so most of the time you just be uh, rolling your strength or your intelligence or whatever ability score the DM picks. Skills right now give you, I think it's a plus three bonus. So basically it gives you a leg up on other people. I see. So this, But the stat check is the core. Exactly. And, and that number, the plus three bonus goes up fairly slowly, like a lot of the math in the system. <clears throat> so you have an 18 strength. You're really good at doing strength stuff. If someone has a skill that's like, say, climbing, they're pretty good at climbing, but they might actually, with your 18 strength, you're still a really good climber all the way up to the end of the game. So the, 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 the skill guy will probably surpass you probably pretty early on, but the difference, the gap, isn't as huge as it, as it might otherwise be. Then the natural ability yeah. to do that kind of stuff. You can almost think like in fourth, imagine if you weren't getting plus half your, your, your level to your, your checks. So it's just if you're trained, you're plus five, everyone else is just getting their ability score. And so, yeah, the skill, and, and we don't, we just use the same DCs whether you're trained or not. So the trained guy can hit higher numbers, can hit higher DCs, but like if the typical DC is like 10, trained guy sitting at it most of the time, but even the average guy is hitting it half the time. Hmm. So the idea is it's a little bit more, the numbers are a little more compact in training. We're just saying if you're trained, you're just better at this. So the entrepreneur background for Omen would decide what abilities he's trained at? Exactly. And or what, what skills. Yeah, yeah. Or what skills, skills, yeah. And so you can always just choose three skills from the list. Um, so you don't, if you decide, you can basically make your own background. Oh, cool. So we've got a skill called commerce. I'm actually got a guy well, that makes right sense, here yeah. that's going to fit. What is this? I see. So you get so you got some you have some new skills, or maybe they're old skills. Yeah, they're a little bit. It's actually this skill list is kind of in flux because we started <laughs> off with skills that were very broad and they were just kind of overshadowing the abilities. So now we're getting a little more specific. Yeah, and we'll probably like fluctuate two or three times back and forth, and then pick one of those two. Right. But right now it's still up in the air. But there's a commerce skill, and that basically applies whenever you're haggling or negotiating or trying to make a deal. So that sounds like it'd be a good, mm -hmm. good match for not. That would be marvelous, yeah. And then there is a trait. Um, well, that's a tra you could have a trade, which means you're good at making stuff. But that probably doesn't quite fit what nah. you're looking for. Do you have like an office and like a staff? Yeah, I, I have, have a staff. Office. So an office. we could oh, take yeah. the nobles' uh, trait and modify that a little bit. Where is the noble? Let me guess. Like this file is probably missing the noble. There we go. So you can have retainers. So basically, with your retainers, oh, this is interns. Exactly right. So that'll be your trait, which basically means you have a staff of three, and it's it's what I was describing with the noble. Yeah, player. exactly. You have these three guys fall. You get them killed. It's kind of hard to replace them, but you kind of eventually replace yeah. them. Yeah. So that can be your trait. So that represents your staff. And this is something we want people to do: is you know, think about what they actually do. Exactly right. And then just kind of go through in the list and find things that fit best. Now sometimes, like retainers, the way the flavor text is written, it's kind of aimed at being a nobleman, but that's not as important as what the actual effect is. As what they do. Exactly. Right. So we've got one of your skills picked out. We've got your trait picked out. 
And let's see, what other skills do we have here? Um, what else would you say? And these are, it's a little messy. It's just because they're, they're divided up. I, you know, I don't think I have just a list of the skills. But what else would you think, like, when you're, when Orin's... Omen. Omen. Omen, sorry. Omen yeah. drawn. I keep forgetting that. No one knows his yeah. name. It's, it's not your fault. It's not important. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so you, when you're not adventuring, when, uh, what's he doing? What are the important Yeah, I mean, bluff. See, it seems to me like... All these things, so commerce, things like um, bluff. Diplomacy, yeah. right? You're making business deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I was thinking about bluff. Like, yeah. Yeah. basically those things that smooth the edges of a... Of a deal. Okay, no, and that's so. Actually, I feel like I'm an idiot here. Like, what skills are you trained in right now? <laughs> that's probably the easiest place to start. Well, the ones I the ones I have in here are diplomacy, heal, insight, and religion. Okay, so we could actually go um, commerce um, covers more deal making. Yeah, bluff, diplomacy, insight. So why don't we go here? And you had insight, and you also had religion trained, right? Yeah. So religion, um, I think the cleric just gives you that for free. I suspect. So we can just strike that one. And so insight is. Let me just check commerce because commerce might incorporate some parts of insight. Um, it's really more just for determining and haggling. The um, these aren't all the skills. By yeah, the way, yeah, yeah. So, so if you had commerce, bluff, diplomacy, and insight, diplomacy gets kind of included in commerce. So we could probably just give you commerce, bluff, and insight. Yeah, I mean, as, as, as long as long as I could. Steer the as long as I could, you know, successfully steer the conversation toward mutual benefit or something like yeah. that, <laughs> right? Exactly, and that's really like, like diplomacy kind of focuses on as opposed to bluff. Absolutely. So yeah, so the, so the yeah, I want I want to play. I want I'm ready to go. <laughs> so yeah, so we have commerce, bluff, and insight. Now in the final draft, though, those names will probably be a little bit different because because sure. I, I think what we're, the commerce might involve more to be the negotiation or even just be called diplomacy and just be more... Yeah, yeah those things, yeah, exactly. Those types of arrangements may end up being, you know, solidified or something like that. But then on top of that, you have these lackeys who can basically handle basic administrative tasks exactly. while we're away. And exactly. And you could, you could bring them on the adventures if you want to carry your gear or if you're whatever, but yeah. then again, you're kind of risking them. But, but yeah, so that is your background. So then the next stage would be then looking at your specialty. So compared to other clerics, what is your character's like? What what makes well basically what you, mean, you can start thinking of your build. You can think of um, signature abilities you like to use, tactics, big words. <laughs> Let's see poetry. Like an easy place <clears throat> to start. Are you a laser cleric or more a bash cleric? Again, like he was in four, he was designed to have a strong mix. Okay. Like he, in four, because because our party size, I mean, because when we started the game, our party size was, you know, we just had the three of us. So I felt like it was important to be broad, as okay. broad as possible. So if I need to hold back and, and dispense these heals, I'm ready to do that. And then if I need to be alongside Binwin, then I can do that as well. So in terms of like what sort of solidifies his deal, I mean, I think the main thing that... He tends to be a, um, I guess what I would have thought of in fourth edition as a controller. Yeah. Okay. Like he tells other people. He what tells to Jim do. and Benwin what to yeah. do. Or, or if they, what they tend to do is look to me for the nod. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. You know what I mean? So we have the leader specialty. Um, Interesting. It sadly only has one feet right now because it's a giant level three feet to be determined node here. So what? Is, so, so hold on a second. So. I think this is a new category of something that I did not know about. So these specialties, this is not the lackeys or anything. Like This is something else that's a part of a background that is essentially like a leveling 
capability. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's separate from your background. So the way you can think of it is, in, in, if you your theme in four E. Um, your theme in Next consists of your background, your yeah. skills, and that trait we gave you. Yeah. And then your specialty, it basically, uh, that speaks to all your feats. So you can make a, a, a specialty is a bundle of feats. That, that, that Weird. Okay. So, yeah, as a leader, you have uh, presence personality, needed to command attention in a room. Um, it's all about, ah, I just scrolled away. Where is it? Oh, it's Slayer. So, yeah, so we've got leader here. Um, you could be a commander, politician, a noble. Um, the key is the authority you possess. When you talk, people listen. I think that's pretty good for Omen. Yeah, that would work. So we've got one feat here so far. There's other feats coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be determined. But the first one off the top of you would be uh, Battle Commander. This would be your feat at first level. And it lets you, um, basically as an action, you can grant your allies advantage on attacks. Oh, yeah. And you can yeah. also um, g- give them an extra move. So you could basically you could basically oh, you, hear the back. Th- listen, hold on. That's straight up warlord stuff. Yeah, exactly. So but I can build that into a traditional cleric. Yep, that's one of the things we're doing is kind of blurring some of like the the flavor lines between classes. Like for instance, one of the other themes we have right now is magic user, and that lets you get a familiar. You get a couple cantrips. Whoa, like but that. that's independent of being a wizard. Exactly. Yeah. Man. Well, hold on a second. Are, are, are we trying to are we trying to assert these distinctions between classes? So this is the liar. <laughs> So this is the key, right? Every class, so for instance, it's, it's the fighter is going to have his expertise dice. You can't get expertise dice. Oh, stuff. I see. So there's a, there's a mechanical function exactly. too that's unique. Exactly. Or in the for instance with the, with magic user with the wizard, you can't get spell slots. You can't get your and this is something which I see. we haven't designed yet, but we're going to add. Uh, each wizard has a different tradition. That's some so, cultural stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Social and, I, stuff. and I think a good place to stop.